filmmaking covers a variety of genres, and during the 1990s, one in particular saw a resurgence, the big-budget disaster flick. It's coming! It's headed right for us! It's already here! For two science-obsessed kids growing up on opposite sides of Pennsylvania, nothing left a bigger impression than Twister. The suck zone. I think we're going in! Join Kelly and Joe as they dissect the second highest grossing film of 1996. We have to breathe, Dusty, we have to breathe! Debris. Minute by minute. Another cow. Actually, I think that was the same one. And relive one of their favorite movies of all time. No, that, that was a good size twister. What was that, an F3? Solid F2. Tornado warning continues now. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Solid F2 Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting here with me is my brilliant co-host and wife, Kelly. You forgot beautiful. It's just never good enough for you. You tried. I did I felt the effort that time. Oh, did you? Good. I I hope so. I hope you always feel the effort that I put forth to, to raise you up and put you on the top shelf at all times. Top shelf. Yeah, so we're back here again. I know, amazing. After taking a hiatus of 90 days or so, um, we're here back to back, putting out new episodes, covering the movie Twister. We're in the process of uh, the the watch through, and we're up to a minute, I believe it's 83, I think we're at. Yes, we're talking about minute 83, which we're going to watch and listen here briefly. But I think the first thing I'd like to do is update everyone on the uh, Aunt Meg's book mystery, which oh, yes, yes. I, I don't know how much of a mystery it really was. Although when we first talked about this months ago, possibly the end of last summer or in the fall, trying to figure out what book Aunt Meg was reading in, in her bed right before the, the twister hits her home in Wakita, I, I vividly remember... I thought Googling it, although maybe we didn't just do the simple Twister Aunt Meg's book. Maybe we jumped right to the looking for the cover because we were like, well, it's a book with a red cover. Maybe we didn't do the simple thing because when I revisited it recently, I did the Twister Aunt Meg's book and the first result was from a trivia page that mentions exactly what the book is. So I'm not sure how good of a sluice we actually are, at least in this regard because I thought we did a pretty good job with the Michael Crichton books in the one chase vehicle on the dashboard because mm-hmm. we Googled that I think pretty pretty well and couldn't find anything so we did a, a, a visual analysis and looked up Michael Crichton but, book covers. But that's different because Michael Crichton's one of my favorite authors. You kind of could I, narrow it down I, for us. We could just go up and look on our bookshelf. Yeah. We have all of those books. Right. I don't own Dante's Inferno or the Am I spoiling something here? No, I, I already posted it on our social okay. social account. So people, anyone that's on our Facebook or Instagram, Twitter pages, have this has all been posted. So, uh, if you have not 
followed us, liked us, or anything like that on the social accounts, please do so. Look for a Solid F2 Pod or Solid F2 Podcast on everything that I just mentioned. But um, we definitely have more listeners than your sister. Um, if you recall, on an episode last week, I challenged the listeners, anyone that felt, you know, felt like they would like to let us know that they listen. And uh, we had someone. I showed it to you already. So uh, shout out to uh, Danielle for uh, sending me a screenshot of her listening to our podcast. Did you go to high school with Danielle? Uh, no, do, do not know Danielle, though she is the one that kind of pushed us to begin recording again. She's the one that I, I showed you in trying to um, guilt you into doing the, the podcast that she asked if we were going to be doing any more episodes. And I said we would. And I mentioned it to you, and uh, hey, we had got two episodes last week, and we're working on two episodes this week, so it was the little uh, shot of motivation that we all needed. I still think that was manipulation somehow. I don't think that she's just a random human who stumbled upon our podcast. I think that you are. Well, well no, she's a meteorology student, I believe. So that's she how you know her? That's how you got her to listen well no that's what she said she said that her and her classmates like to listen to the podcast Did you search for meteorology students and then <laughs> yes i'm just to listen? in the digital age i'm just like throwing up the the things on the corkboard advertising i'm just seeking out groups and like listen to this show yeah no i'm not doing that it was all completely random organic so we good. have danielle and amy Brent was listening at a, at a time as He's well. He's not. He has a small child. See, like with with many shows, though, there's a, an audience out there that chooses to listen but not interact. That's me with every podcast I've ever exactly. listened Exactly. You're proving my point. No. They they have they have people who recommend them. There's no there's no one. How would they even find us? The algorithm. That's not a thing. That is a thing. But the statistics that come to me via SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor all tell me that there are dozens of listeners of this show. Ooh, At some point, maybe we'll get to hundreds. <laughs> that would be it's nice. This, maybe it's Danielle listened 12 times. M maybe. Hey, hey, you know what? Anything to pump our numbers up. If you want to download this on every podcatcher that you can get, I'm fine with that. I really am. It's fine. We, we, you're not paying Danielle enough. <laughs> well, we didn't start this show to engage with thousands of listeners or become influencers. I know that's disappointing, You, your TikTok. We started this show because we were bored during a pandemic. We, it was the beginning of a pandemic, and we both loved Twister so much. And, uh, you know, it was just for fun, something to do. But here we are. Minute 83 is upon us. But, yes, um, as we've moved far away from the book that I was discussing, Kelly did say the title of the book, and I, I do have um, it right here for me to, to look at. So Aunt Meg is reading The Inferno of Dante. Um, it's a, a more modern version of the book that came out, I believe, in the late 80s or early 90s. It's by Robert Pinsky. Well, this translation is by Robert Pinsky because obviously it's not by him. And so this is a very old book. Uh, it is, the uh, I believe, the bilingual edition, which is in English and I think Italian, maybe. Um, but it's very clearly that book. As soon as it was it was listed on the trivia site and I Googled it, I could see right away that they, they had nailed it. So that was uh, good by them. I'm glad that that mystery is solved. And uh, just, I don't think we'll get to chase any more books in the movie. I don't know that that'll come up again. 
But no, not unless one's flying through the air later. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe there is. Um, so do you want to listen, watch Minute 83 and talk about it, or do you want to... Uh, this is the point of the podcast. <laughs> well, I was at order of operations here. I had something else I wanted to uh, to discuss. All right, say your piece. Well, no, there's a, I, wanted to, I, I, I like the trivia site, and I wanted to say a few things from minutes past. Okay. Just a couple in each episode we do, I thought it would be fun. Do you want to do that before Minute 83 or after Minute 83? Are you 83? quizzing me? Is that what no, I'm happening? just throwing it out okay. there as like got, talking points. I got like, really anxious right there. No, 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 this isn't me... <laughs> we got quizzed on Twister when we went on Stormfront Free. I know, I got really anxious then, too. Um, actually, you would do that to me. in this trivia is one of the questions that was asked that we got wrong. Okay. But I'm not quizzing you. This is just like, I thought this was interesting. Okay. Do you want to do that now or, or watch Minute 83 first and discuss do it, it? Do it now. We're already talking okay. about it. All right. So, the trivia. I'll just go in order. Some of these things we have touched on in the past. I believe we mentioned that after Bill Paxton passed away in 2017, um, members of the Spotter Network um, wrote his initials, BP. With crayon? No. <laughs> in, in the blips on the radar. They blipped radars? <laughs> so they could get it to spell um, BP. Um, and the... the um, the tw- trivia says that the tribute like this had only been done five times before, and it was the first time it had been done for someone who wasn't a storm chaser. Uh, so I, th- I found that interesting. I, I knew, I knew about the um, show of support um, of the initials, but I didn't realize that it had been done multiple times before. But that his was the first and only time for someone that wasn't actually a storm chaser. Um, I wonder if like space trivia <laughs> fans did something as well, like I am a. Yeah. Self-professed space geek, space nerd as well. And I feel like other people are probably a big fan of him from Apollo 13. Yeah, definitely. So so I wonder if... uh, He had a good run in the 90s. Yeah, I wonder if when he passed away, if any of the space fans also did a tribute. He was also in True Lies. He was kind of a... Didn't watch it. Is that a science fiction? He wets his pants in that. Is that a science fiction or science fact of some sort in any way? No, that he was in True Lies? No, the movie True Lies. I don't even know what it's about. No, it's with Schwarzenegger. Oh, not interested. Um, and Jamie Lee Curtis. I have a cup that is Apollo 13. Like a Taryn gave it to me. It's awesome. That's That's good stuff. That's pretty cool. We've also talked in the past a lot about the sounds that were created for the tornado, and it was mentioned here. It's like a camel or something. The recording right? of a camel's moan was slowed down and uses the sound of the tornado. It doesn't make me want to encounter a camel in real life. If that's what they say. <laughs> I feel like I'd be very uncomfortable approaching a camel if it was making that noise. It's also said here, and, and not all of these have references, so they someone could just be making this up. But I'm just going to go with it. I do have the Twister like book Bob's that trivia. <laughs> right? I do have the Twister book that is mentioned throughout here in the trivia. I didn't get to read the book yet, but it's right behind me on the shelf. So some of this is referenced in the book, but others is just thrown on the here. Um so take take it as you will, but because there's so much base in the film, apparently it became notorious for destroying surround sound speakers in theaters worldwide until they figured out, hey, we can't have it at the normal volume because the surround sound base is so strong, it ruins speakers. Really? That's, that's what it says right here. It's on the internet, so it has to be true. What parts have such high base? I, I assume stuff with the tornadoes the, and the wind. Hmm. 
I, I don't know. That's just something here. You know what movie I always associate with having a very high base to it is well, anything with the THX sound. Yes, and this may I don't remember, this may have that at the beginning of it, but the but the opening scene of come on what has the lowest rumble in the Armageddon. Op- no, I mean that's a good guess, and you're not super far. Independence off. Day. Independence Day, when the it's the spacecraft is like going past the moon. Okay, I might just have been mixing my. Can you can space you movies? Yes. Yeah. My dad used to turn that up so high, like well, the the speakers, and it would rattle the dishes <laughs> in the kitchen. The like vibrations going through the house. Anytime we. Talk about surround sound. I always think about your dad turning on the the speakers. <laughs> yeah, he's a fan of the the whole uh, seven point one surround like sound Dolby Digital. The the THX test. That's always the best. I'm one. I'm pretty sure he did that just to see if he could rattle the dishes. <laughs> mission, like not mission accomplished. Not because he was hard of hearing or something. He's like, I bet I could make something in a different room across the house vibrate. Uh, it was mentioned here that. A jet engine from a Boeing 707 was used to generate wind in some of the scenes. I think I had read that before. That um, makes sense. I believe we've touched on that this was the first movie ever released on DVD. And it was also the last movie released on HD DVD, which was running against Blu-ray. Yeah, I don't but, really But failed to catch on. Tech war. Oh, well, it's the same thing as digital now, so. VHS versus Beta Max back in the, in the 80s. You know what sucks, though? Like... The digital age of like you just have it, have a movie, you download it, sort of took away the giving of a of a movie as a gift. Yeah, well, it also ruined blockbuster. <laughs> blockbuster. No, I know, but like one of the easiest things to buy, my dad for sure, and your dad M- movies. was movies, and yeah. now it's sort of like you can you still can, yeah, but, but you got to get the one with the digital copy. It has taken <laughs> the excitement out of it for sure. Yeah. yeah, it's like here, I give you this digital thing uh just a couple more here and then we'll watch our, our minute but uh, i thought this was cool the production bought eight blocks of houses in the old downtown area of the real town of wakita oklahoma for about seven thousand ten thousand dollars per house these houses and an additional 30 homes were built by production and were demolished by the film's crew for the scenes after the twister passes the town later rebuilt the downtown area and also kept the new fire truck used in the film Wait, so they they like made people leave their houses? They Apparently, house, or they were abandoned houses. I, I, it doesn't it doesn't go into detail again. So, and I don't know. I if can't imagine them, there were eight blocks of of abandoned houses. You wouldn't think so, um, but that's what it says. You know, um, <laughs> according to the book on the making of the movie, again behind me, the CGI cow picked up by the twisters was originally a CGI zebra from Jumanji that they digitally altered to make into a cow. So they took like the basics of the zebra and just like, I guess, plumped it out a little bit. Uh, uh, this I'm is from so, the book. So, I, I mean, I'm not doubting it. I'm just so confused by that entire concept. Like, <laughs> well, they all, had an existing digital model and they just tweaked it a little. It started as a zebra and ended as a cow. Sure. But was it, was the zebra flying through the air? No, no. I just think they're saying Twister took the files from Jumanji and altered the zebra to become a cow. Wait, the animals in Jumanji weren't real? 
I hate to break it to you, but no. (laughs) That movie always freaked me out. Like, it was entertaining, but, like, slightly uncomfortably entertaining. Yeah, I get that. The the hunter guy always creeped me out. And I just looked up Jumanji because I thought the woman in the one SVU episode we were watching was a young Bonnie Hunt. But it it wasn't. I looked. I thought it looked a lot like her. But I looked at least, or the filmography for Bonnie Hunt that I was looking at didn't mention her episode of. I think it was SVU, right? Was that what we were watching the other day? We were watching. uh, We watched a little bit of everything. There was apparently that one channel shows nothing but Law and Order. Um. All right. These are the last two, and then we'll move on. Um, in a public question and answer at a screening of the film, Bill Paxton said he didn't meet executive producer Steven Spielberg until a year and a half after finishing the movie. When he met Spielberg, he greeted Bill Paxton by saying, thanks for making me a lot of money. <laughs> supposedly. Like thing to say. Supposedly. supposedly. Right, and this is the last one because I didn't know if you knew this one. And this really ties our favorite movies together. Right. Tom, me. Tom Hanks was the original choice for the role of Bill Harding. Hanks read lines with the cast and even chose the character's wardrobe, which stayed in the final film, but dropped out of pre-production and said it wasn't what I was trying to do with my career at the time. It called for an eccentric man with a southern flair, and that wasn't me. While on the set for Apollo 13, Hanks felt co-star Bill Paxton was perfect for his part of this film and helped Paxton land the role. Kurt Russell and Michael Keaton were other possible considerations for the role of Bill Harding. Let me okay. Let me preface this by saying Tom Hanks can do no wrong. <laughs> there is never something that Tom Hanks created, you know, with his acting prowess that I have said, nope, don't like that. Um, I don't think he would have been right for the role, and he knew that. Well, I think he figured that out. Yeah, right. I'm just saying, also makes him no such a good actor and entertainer he he knows when it's not the right time for for him to take on the, but the let job me, let me just point out that like he still did no wrong because he chose the he like put the exact right person in the path <laughs> exactly of the like, right no it, perfect yeah chose or like drew attention to bill paxton whatever happened there and uh again there's no reference there so that could I'm be completely made up, but it feels true. right. It feels right because we we love Tom Hanks and we love Bill Paxton. You know how people are like, you know, if you could go to dinner with one famous person, yeah. you know, I would pick Tom Hanks because Tom don't Hanks. you think he would just be so much fun to talk to for an hour yeah. while you ate? Like, he just seems like he would act really interested in whatever you had to say, even if he didn't feel. He it, seems he genuine. Yeah. Yeah. I like him. I get that. I'm right there with you. So there's a bunch more from the trivia set. And that's just trivia listed on IMDb. I stumbled upon it trying to figure out the book. Figured out the book. And then I read the whole thing. And I was like, wow, this is really interesting. I wish I had gone to this minute by minute so that we could throw these little tidbits in there as we talked about it. So we're pretty far into the movie, you know, two-thirds of the way through, three-quarters of the way through. So I just thought maybe every every few episodes we'll, we'll, we'll talk about a few of this trivia or tidbits or facts from the making of the movie or behind the scenes. And, uh, and we'll go from there. So uh, why don't we uh, take a, a look and listen at minute 83 and uh, see... And we'll talk a little bit about it. Sorry, I'm trying to pull it up. 
Bill, grab Moe's for me. I think he's a little shaken up. Don't worry, I'll get him. Moe! Is she okay? We'll probably keep her overnight just to be safe. Overnight, forget it. I'm all right. You're going to the hospital. Okay, I'll go, okay. but I'm going to drive myself. Honey, your car's in a tree around the corner. Oh! It's okay. now moved on to the northeast. I've just gotten word in that an even stronger tornado has now started to form 25 miles south of Waukita, right where the two uh, storm systems have finally met combined forces. The weather service saying that this is highly unusual. All right. So that was minute 83 that we just listened to. And uh, jump, let me jump back in time here so that Kelly and I can give you a, a brief discussion about it. Um... I was a little preoccupied. Did uh, we get the uh, moment you were? We did. We did get the moment. For uh, sorry, just so everyone knows, we're generally recording this after our children go to bed, and our youngest has trouble staying in bed, and so we have her. Uh, what's it called? Her camera. Yeah, but her baby monitor. Baby monitor. Thank you. All right. Why don't you? Um, I need to go. Uh, uh, I was going to say, I'll go. Okay. If you wanted to, just just got a vamp. <laughs> you just got a vamp here. <laughs> yes, I'll vamp by myself. Um, so Joey's going to go take care of the uh, youngest maze who's wandering the house at the moment. Uh, but this moment in the movie does actually have my all-time favorite, well, I can't say all-time favorite, one of my favorite lines in it, where Aunt Meg says, fine, I'll go to the hospital but I'll drive myself. And they say, uh, your car is in a tree around the corner. And at that point, she just sort of gives up, falls back, and lets them take her to the ambulance. Um, it's a little moment of humor in a time in the movie where clearly there should not be any humor. Um, we've all seen videos that have come out of small towns, just like the one in the film, um, from all over middle America where real tornadoes hit and the devastation isn't that far off from what you're seeing in the film. Um, the scenes are very similar with flashing lights from emergency vehicles, people milling about, um, destruction everywhere, people's belongings, unrecognizable strewn about. So to get that little moment of comedic relief is unexpected, but, um, sort of a warm welcome at this point in the film. Um, there's also that relief that she's fine. Like, clearly she's injured. She's coated in blood in this. Um, I've never had one, but I've heard head injuries do bleed profusely, and she does seem to have a, a cut on her head. So I'm assuming that's where most of that blood has come from. And uh, spoiler alert, we'll find out in the next few minutes that she has um, broken or sprained her wrist. But in general, she's fine. She's going to be fine. There's no major injuries. So there's a little bit of relief mingled with the sadness that an entire town has pretty much been wiped off the map. Um, and then, you know, you just have to go from there. Uh, I do want to discuss a little moment um, at the end of this minute uh, with Joey when he steps back after getting Haley back in bed here. Um, 
But there's a moment where one of the storm chasers like stumbles out of the van, almost like he's drunk. I think he just trips over something, but it's a little alarming. Um, But also kind of funny because I don't think that it was meant to be. I, I, I don't think it was written into the script. I think it was accidental, however. Um, it came about, but, uh, you know, depending on how you look at it, he either looks a little drunk or like, you know, everybody has that moment in their life where they trip and they're like, oh gosh, I hope no one saw that. Um, happens to me probably daily where I'm walking down the hall at work, trip over my own feet, stumble a little and think, okay, who saw that? Act natural, move on. Um, I do think it's funny that that's the take that made it into the film. Um, so it's it's amusing, if nothing else. Um, but coming back to this moment with Aunt May, we see uh, Helen Hunt with um, her her aunt sort of waiting to be taken into the ambulance. And you see this change of um, Joe becoming the caregiver to her own aunt who has taken care of her. Um, after she lost her parents. And Joey's back. So that was stressful for me. I just want you to know. I'm back. I'm sorry. What, um, what's the situation there? I, she's complaining about, do you really want to, <laughs> she's complaining about her hair being wet and it um, pulling on her pillow. You know, and I said, well, mommy said she'd dry her hair and you said no. Yeah. This so is the consequence of our choice. We flipped over the pillow. She said she was cold. I gave her a few more blankets. And I'm convinced that she's never fully awake for this because she is, she was out of it. But enough of that. Hopefully she stays asleep so we can finish this. Okay, uh, so how far into the minute did you get? Um, so to recap, we talked about head injuries bleed a lot. They do, yes. Yep. Um, her car's in a tree around the corner. One of your favorite quotes, fun one. Yep. Um, Here it is. I'll get it. Right? No, I think... Is she okay? I was coming up. We'll probably yeah. keep her overnight just to be safe. Overnight, forget it. I'm all right. You're going to the hospital. Okay, I'll go. There's Mo's. Honey, your car's in a tree around the corner. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. All right, so dog rescued. That's a positive. Yeah. I also talked about how... Oh, I didn't mention how the whole house... Ugh. It really comes down good. Like, it just disintegrates it reminds me of a part in the simpsons and the treehouse of horror special where the house decides to basically evaporate destroy itself move to another dimension wasn't instead that, of living with them wasn't something like that didn't that one that something like that happened in a poltergeist movie too I, well house? yeah the simpsons treehouse of horror episodes are always pulling from horror movies as a basis so yeah i yeah. believe you're right Okay, so I need you to back up 15 seconds because the other thing I mentioned was this. Go ahead, hit play. More? Nope. Oh, right here? Yeah. Um, one of the storm chasers here, like, stumbles out of this. Oh, like. Didn't we notice that when we watched it the last time? Yeah. Is, no, he, we, is he drunk? I know, because he's, like, carrying a bottle. Or was it accidental? It's preacher. Like, he's probably still shaken up from his uh, run in at, uh, at the drive in. Wow. Wait, who's back there then? I know. I was wondering the same thing. <laughs> Wait, I was just so like, 
Hold on. What person is <laughs> in the barn burner looking at the satellite imagery? Okay, back up again. I just need... So we can see him stumble again. Right. So my thought was, like, was that accidental and they just left it in there? Or was he supposed to be drunk? So who is that? Is that That's looked, Bill. That's Bill. It, I was going to say, it looks like Bill. So the other but, angle looked like Preacher, though. And I was like, wait, we just saw his doppelganger stumble out of the truck. But apparently that's not. <laughs> what, I mean, he's holding something. Yeah, he definitely like is. a glug sound. Moe's. Moe's. He's a good boy. Yeah, that's Bill. Okay. Okay. So. And that's as far as I got. Yeah, well, I mean, that was it. That's the end of the minute. You did it. I did it. You did it. Good job. Can I have a cookie? When I listen back to this, I'm not going to hear you just trashing me the whole time, right? No, you're going to hear my anxiety slowly build because you're taking longer than I expected you to. Usually I'm in there with her for five or ten minutes, so I, know. I feel like that was I fast. Know. You were. I mean, comparatively, yes, but like I thought maybe you'd say to her, like, I'm busy, I'll be back in. Well, I, I did, but like that wasn't, she wasn't having it that, and I didn't want it to linger and happen again, so. Well, that's unrelated to however... You left it the first time. You know that as well as I do. Right. So, all right. So that's unrelated. If anyone wants an almost seven year old <laughs> who has never once is in a, in her own way a little tiny tornado all the way so. through the night. Um, we'll sleep again. We're we're working on a decade since that's happened. But yep, sleep started disappearing when I was pregnant with the first one, and then it never it never came back. Came back. Just word, words of warning for those college students listening. Yeah. Uh, be prepared for the, you know, next possible sometime in the next decade of your life, maybe. I mean, if you want to come <laughs> hang out with us for a while, it's good birth control, if nothing else. <sighs> Rough. Reason we only have two. <laughs> Absolutely. And she's lucky. Exclamation point on that. Well. She's the reason there's only two. And if she had been first, there would have only been one. Yeah. On that note. <laughs> uh, no, kids are great. But yeah, there's no sleep and a lot of frustrations. Yeah. Okay. So we covered a lot of ground. And uh, I think we'll put a put a feather in the cap of this episode t- discussing minute 83 of the movie Twister. But we will be back again real soon with Minute 84. So for Kelly, I'm Joe. Thanks for listening to the Solid F2 Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Solid F2 Podcast, a minute-by-minute breakdown of the movie Twister. That's all for this week. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at SolidF2Pod. Solid F2 Podcast is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. Visit jmnjrradio.com for more. Too many